Welcome back to It Takes Two with Amy and JJ here on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM. With us now is Casey Haston. She is a hiring expert and joins us to chat about, well, what everyone's chatting about, chat GPT, that is. Casey, welcome to KFGO Radio. Thanks for having me. Okay, you must have um, been alerted to this job application situation with chat GPT. Tell us about the uh, little study they did about what chat GPT can do when it comes to applying for a job. Well, before I do that, I've got some breaking news for you in regards to chat GPT. Oh my gosh. Okay. As of about 30 minutes ago, we broke it. <laughs> what do you mean it we broke it? <laughs> it's so many people are talking about it right now that we crashed the system. No way. Yeah. Okay. But it, it may be back up now, but this was like 30 minutes ago because I was going to go on and do like a quick little study on it, but it's down. What's so funny is that, I mean, it'll, it's only a matter of time before it's back because Google is now set to debut this AI powered search engine as well it, to sort of compete with chat GPT. So if it's not chat GPT, it, it'll be something else, <laughs> right? If it's not. Oh, for sure it will. Yeah. And there are other sites up there right now. I did a quick search because I was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do if this is broke? And found that, you know, like the top five that kind of compete with this chat GPT, there's chat Sonic, Chinchilla, um, Bloom, I think I can't remember my handwriting, Replica, Jasper Chat. So there's other AI platforms out there. It's just this is the one that I think is the most intuitive. Um, so going back to that research project that you were talking about, they, um, it was a written essay that was used to um, submit to be selected for an interview. And they had one that was done by the GPT. And it was with a recruiting agency. And the recruiter actually selected out of all the applicants, she selected about a fifth of them. And when she was informed that one of them was actually the chat GPT, she was just devastated. She was like, oh, my gosh. But ha have you used the chat GPT? No, I have not. I've only been reading about it. But I know the few times it's so funny that you mentioned that we broke it because the few times that I've gone on to try it or test it out, it's been down. So I feel like it's been down just as much as it's been on lately. <laughs> but I know some people yeah, around the office that have tried it and they have been blown away. And, and it is good. Um, it, it's definitely intuitive. I walked around the corner to one of my coworkers' offices the other day, and I was sitting there watching a screen was just filling up. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm writing a letter to our clients right now. I'm like, what? And that was my first introduction to chat GPT. He was sitting there having a conversation with me, and his letter was getting written. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But when it comes to hiring, this is an interesting sort of um, situation that we're in because – if someone who has been in the field for a long time, this recruiter, and they can't even tell a chat GPT written letter and it gets through, why wouldn't everyone use this to try to get a job? Now, I guess the bigger picture is that you also have to do an interview. So the chat GPT can't do that for you as well, right? Not yet. <laughs> but Not it's just yet. a matter of time um, probably <laughs> it is and i think the implications for this i mean are so much bigger you know i mean it's, it's all over the news right now and i was sitting there watching um a news channel earlier today and they were talking about this and you know microsoft is about to dump another i think 10 billion into the open ai which is the parent company 
Um, so they're wanting to get a handle on this. But I mean, think about the implications this could have just even for our military and our defense. And, you know, what happens when the AI starts writing the AI? You know, what's interesting is that I've seen a lot of teachers react to this on social media, especially TikTok. There are a lot of TikTokers out there who are teachers, and they've been reacting to this. Some of them really upset about it, but then others, interestingly enough, saying, you know, as teachers and educators, we need to embrace ChatGPT because the reality, like you've been saying, Casey, is that it's not going away. And so how can we teach our students to use it but then to edit the chat GPT's work, the AI's work, how can we how can we think critically and use it to our advantage, but also be able to be able to edit it and be able to use it beyond what it's used for now? You know, it's not as though it's going to write you something and then you can turn around and use it. So are we teaching kids to think critically enough to be able to edit an AI's work? And I thought that that was really interesting. And that's a very good question. And one other point that was brought up, um, this professor had it write a couple of different papers um, and he on two different topics, one of them, which was an ethical issue, which, of course, you know, the AI is going to be biased by its programmer, right, whenever it comes to those issues. Amazon had an issue when they started using AI for their selection process because they noticed that it was only bubbling up male applicants. And they're like, wait, you're not supposed to do that. You're, and, but the reason was, was because of the bias programmed into the AI. So it's only as good as it's programming. Um, but this professor was saying, you need to be sure and check to make sure that you know, this AI is going out and it's just gathering all this information from the internet, but how do we know that it's not plagiarizing other people's work when it writes? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, we always had to cite our work. How do you cite your work when you're using an when you're using an AI to do it for you? Exactly. Yeah, it's very interesting. And do we really want people in the workplace using artificial intelligence to do their job? It's interesting because I think some bosses are really embracing it and they're telling the people in their office to use it. While I think that others are a little like, no, I hired you for your brain and your critical thinking skills. I want you to write this. So just as much as we're having a problem with it in our education system, the business side isn't going to be any different. Absolutely. But again, in, and that brings up a whole nother issue, not even related to AI. I mean, really, do you need to micromanage your people so much that you tell them how to do their job? Isn't it more about yeah. the results? <laughs> and so I, I think that that just goes down a whole nother rabbit hole. But I think that when it comes to this AI, it is absolutely here to stay. Um, it's, you know, I call my dad a mad scientist. He's been working on stuff like this for decades, you know, Um so it's definitely here to stay. We just have to figure out how we're going to integrate it into our daily norms. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. Casey Haston is a hiring expert and is a corporate recruiter and the director of a recruiting with VIP, an executive search firm servicing everything from small privately owned companies to Fortune 500 corporations. And Casey, thanks so much for being with us here on KFGO and having this conversation. Appreciate your time today. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.